Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. On the First Things First podcast, uh, every week we have exciting, interesting, fascinating people on the podcast, and uh, and we just talk about life and about uh, about God and about faith and about um, you know you know First Baptist Church shallow water like all the all those things. So my favorite thing about the podcast, and I love to say this. Uh, we have fascinating, amazing, interesting people on the podcast every week, but these fascinating, amazing, interesting people, they might be your neighbors. They might be people that you see all the time at the Dollar General, right? They may be people that you sit next to in church, right? These are people that you know, they're just like you, uh, and they, and their lives, uh, they're living their lives just like you are. And that's what I think is really cool about this podcast today. On the podcast, uh, we have a fascinating, amazing, interesting person. Uh, Tori Dennis is joining us on the podcast today. And uh, Tori has been coming. How long have you guys been coming to our church? Um, a little over a year. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so a little over a year since they've been coming. Your uh, And your brother is sometimes some of our folks might see him up on stage playing some guitar right every yes. now and then. That's good. Uh, but the other thing is that Tori and uh, her husband, uh, Taylor, they teach Tanner. a Sunday school. Tanner. Why did I say Taylor? <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but Tanner. Uh, Tori and Tanner teach a Sunday school class. What's the name of your class? The Well. The Well. Yes. And it's so, it teaches kind of, I don't know if that's the right word, but, but you facilitate a Sunday school class, The Well, and it's designed for people who are kind of in your same uh, phase of life, which is like young married couples, right? Yes, with young children. With young children, yes. yeah, because that's kind of where you are. Yes, right, right. So, okay, so go ahead and tell uh, our our tens and tens of listeners. Go ahead and tell them <laughs> about yourself. What do they need to know about you? Uh, you know, talk about your family a little bit. You know, anyway, whatever you feel like, folks need to know. Okay, well, I'm Tori. Um, if you're my friend on Facebook, I'm Victoria. So yes. whatever you want to call me, I'm down for. Is that your, so is Victoria your full name? Yes, it is my full name, but okay. my nickname is Tori, and that's okay. what I am used to going by. That's what you go by yes. generally. And okay. so, so when um, we call you Tori, you're not offended. You're no, not like, okay, I'm okay. honestly more offended by Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name that got used when you got in trouble, yes, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you want to call me, I'm pretty used to both at this point, but... Yeah. I go by Tori mainly, but I'm married to Tanner. Um, Tanner. And that's, yes, that's not, Tanner, everyone. Not Tanner. Taylor. Which I knew yes. really well and still said Taylor. Yes. So sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, and we have a little girl, Sela, who's about to turn two in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Who is, is almost. So crazy. She's almost too cute. Like if it would be <laughs> possible for a baby to be too cute, she would be right on that. Right on that. She knows it too. Yeah. Really. No doubt. No yes. doubt. Yeah. So she's she's our world. Like yeah. She is an only child. She's rocking that life, and yeah. <laughs> we love her. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of us. Um, if you ever want to sit by us at church, we sit on the fourth row every single Sunday on the left side. Yeah. So <laughs> come sit by us. We're always. We are always grateful for people that come sit by us, yeah. and we would love it. So meet new people. Yes. Yeah, um. Cool. So yeah, that's kind of us. 
So talk a little bit about, uh, because we met, so actually Tori and I knew each other before uh, I became the pastor, before Tori and Tanner started to come to church here. Uh, we met actually originally at Wayland Baptist University. So uh, Tori, uh, Tori was a student at Wayland. So talk a little bit about like, just, you know, your education, your goals, your, you okay. know what I mean? Like, you know, what, what you... You know what you where you feel like maybe God's directing you right now. You know, talk about a little bit about that. Okay, so. um, so I went to Wayland, but uh-huh. before that, I was I actually went to SBC. Yeah. yeah, I graduated SBC as the youngest graduate ever in yeah, the whole I know. college. I saw the was it your mom that posted yes. that newspaper article from yeah. Leveland? That's awesome. Yes, yeah. and so and I actually still hold that. So nice. Um, I graduated SBC at fifteen. Wow. And I went to Wayland at sixteen. So okay. I had no idea that you were 16 years old whenever I first met you. Is that yes? Is that, that's right. Yes, that is right. I wow. was the youngest one on campus, and yeah. I cheered at Wayland. I you actually did. got recruited. Yeah, for yeah, cheer yeah. at Wayland um, because I did tumbling for 12 years of my life. Right. And so um, that's kind of what led me to the cheer program at Wayland, and. Also, I was really feeling some type of pull to ministry, right. and Wayland seemed right. It's, uh-huh. I didn't want I want, didn't want to go to a big school. Yeah, being so young, and I just knew that I somehow wanted to be in ministry. Sure. In some way, um, but I majored in two dimensional art. Oh, cool! So painting, drawing, um, I mean, whatever you could do with two dimensional art. I also did three dimensional a little bit, um, sculpting. Yeah clay yeah. whatever um but the first semester i went to wayland oh my minor was in theology yeah by the way um the first semester i went to wayland i was in dr randy rogers class in old testament yeah it changed my life <laughs> um no kidding i came out of that class knowing my faith better than i've ever known my faith before yeah um, that's it cool. challenged me to expand and to think about what I actually believe like just really got to me and Mm -hmm. I double majored after that I double majored in theology and art and um, where I actually kind of wanted to go with that at first is like art therapy yes um, in some sense but oh man it transitioned that old testament class and then the next semester I took new testament it changed me like yeah Really, I was like, oh, I, I want to help people. Like, I want to go to, into ministry. I want to share God with people. I want to share what I know. Right. Um, and it kind of felt like I had this special knowledge, and it opened up my my Christianity a little bit. Right, like, yeah. I've always been a Christian. Yes. So I'm just going to go into my faith story real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I was raised in a Christian home right sure. off the bat, which is amazing. Right. Um, and... I went to, I was raised Pentecostal. Okay. So awesome. that's interesting um, yeah. too. But um, yes, we went to a church in Lubbock for a lot of my life because that's where my grandparents went and they were uh-huh. Pentecostal and sure. just kind of went with that. I actually was baptized Pentecostal as yeah. well yeah. and got saved. And um, that was when I was nine. So I uh-huh. got saved and baptized when I was nine. And um, there's no looking back for me. There's, right. I, I just knew my Jesus from right. the, from the beginning, and um, oh, so can we? That's so that's such a blessing. I just yeah, can't yeah. get over that. Yeah, right. So can we? Let's go. Let's talk about. So when okay. you're nine years old, 
right? And you make this commitment. Like, what what, what kind of led up to you making that commitment, you know, and becoming a Christian and being baptized? Like, what, what, did, that, what did it look like for you kind of leading up to that? You okay, know I mean? so um, my parents really... Um, they prioritize that in our house, yes. us learning yeah. about God, um, reading the Bible, praying together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they did a wonderful job in that area. Like, uh, they made sure that I that I knew. And, yeah. and I love that. And, um, and what else led up to that is I was raised in church. And right. um, I went to... Uh, children Sunday school. Sure. Yeah. Right. I can't remember what it was called at this moment, but, um, and so like I had a community that helped me in that as well. And that really, that really spoke to my heart in ways. And I, as a child, um, your faith, I think is easier. Mm, Right. The spirit is able to work in you as a child. Like it, it, it can't as an adult, not as it, as it can't, but yeah. it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, children are able to experience things in a lot opener sense than yeah. adults are. So, yeah, I, I, you know, for me, cause I, as a pastor, you know, I'm always talking to kids uh, who have made a, a commitment, you know, to Christ and, and I remember my, in my own experience. So, you know, one of the, in my opinion, like one of the key, one of the key things about, um, about becoming a Christian is you, there, there has to be this moment where you recognize that, um, that like on, on my own, I can never live, I can never live up to what God has for me. Right. I can, uh, I make mistakes all the time and I, and I'm going to fail. And, uh, and I, and I have, there's sin in my life, you know? And, uh, and so I need, I need to, uh, I need God's forgiveness and I need to surrender my life to him. That's uh, so for a kid, that's not hard, right? Like, like I know as a kid, I knew, in fact, I was keenly aware as a little kid that I had done bad things. Like no one had to, no one had to tell me that I knew that, right? I knew I had done things that were wrong, that hurt the heart of God, that were, that I shouldn't have done. I knew that. And I knew that I did them all the time. I didn't have, no one had to convince me of that. And then the other thing was, I knew that, uh, I didn't have this sense of ownership over my own life. I guess I like the concept of surrendering my life to Christ for a child is, is so much easier because you kind of live that way, right? You, you have to like, you're always placing your trust yourself in the hands of other people and uh, and so for me, Jesus was this uh, amazingly trustworthy person, you know, uh, who loved me, and and I could I could put my life in His hands. I could trust my because, and I knew about that because I put my life in my parents' hands and my grandparents' hands, and yes, so exactly. so that was you know uh, I think for me that's kind of what it was as a child that made it. I like how you said it. it's it's not that it's easier. Um, but there are things that you understand better as a child that for whatever reason we kind of like unlearn or ununderstand yeah. as we get we grow older. distant. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like in our relationships, honestly, mm-hmm. like yeah. at first we're able to be really, um, connected. Sure. But if we don't work for that, if we don't yeah, yeah. keep it up, we grow distant and mm-hmm. it's harder to communicate. It's harder to stay open. Right. And our minds be 
open to everything, especially after we know the people for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And yeah. especially after we live life for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I man, uh, I totally agree with that because I think as we kind of live our lives, we can become, particularly when it comes to faith, we can, uh, we can be, we, we can have all these kind of bad habits or you know, uh, kind of wrong ways of looking at things that kind of become ingrained in us, you know, and we can become convinced of our own abilities or of our uh, pride can kind of seep into our lives as we, as we grow older, you know, Um, and, and all, all kinds of crazy things can happen that, that pull us away from our relationship with Christ. And you're right, that, that, that kind of thing happens in all relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, what's the, the scientific, is it, it's entropy, entropy, uh, which is that like left to its own devices, like everything falls apart, you know, chaos is kind yeah. of woven into the universe and, and everything falls apart, left to its own devices. That's the same way with all of our relationships. Like entropy is real. Like if we want mm-hmm. to have healthy relationships with people, we have to work at them. And, uh, in our relationship with God, it's kind of the same way. Like we, you know, when that we, to, to be at a place where we're able to surrender our heart and our life to Christ you know, we're, we're more aware and more able to do that when we're, when we're younger. Um, but just because we've made that commitment, that doesn't mean that that's settled once and for all right. and everything's roses, you know, from then on, you know what I mean? Yes. So, oh, okay. So anyway, so you're, you were nine years old, you, you commit your heart to Christ and, and that's really, I mean, when you look back on that moment, that was the moment, right? You, yes. The, and when I look back on that, I think about how people respond to that a lot. Right. So. Um, the day I got saved, I remember it so well. Um, I was nervous because we had to go up to the preacher and tell him, yes, Hey, yeah. Tori wants to be saved. It's right. like, and then he's announcing it to the whole church. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot. And especially for a little kid, just yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want all that. But in, in reality, like I look back on that those were people that loved me yeah. and cherished me and saw me grow up. And so to this day, I could go to that church today, and those are the same people. Right. And it's beautiful Yeah. how they remember me, and I love that. And then my my mom took me back to the Sunday school, and I had to leave. I was kind of, I was emotional, and my Bible teacher was like, her, name's, her name is Miss Beth. Um, uh-huh. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I just got saved. And she was like, so excited for right. me and all the kids were so excited for me. She's like, this is what the goal is. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. And right. I will always remember that. And then the day I got baptized, like everybody watched and everybody still remembers that day yeah. in that church. And I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful picture right? of like community and yes. of God and how he works through the church body. Mm-hmm. So Some people ask me about, baptism like you know a lot like why is that a big deal you know what what's important about that there's a lot of things that are important about it right obedience we believe that this is what that Jesus has commanded us to do right it's what he did you know and so and so we, that's why we do it right out of obedience but another thing of it is you're you're being it's not that it's not just that you're publicly declaring your faith in Christ and it's not just that you're being obedient it's that you're being baptized into a family like you're being you're 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 entering a community of believers, and so that it's that's why people are like, "Can I get baptized? You know, at my house? You know, would, can you just come over to my house and baptize me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, we can do that, but that really misses one of the major points of this, which is that 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 when you receive Christ in your heart and and 
you're joining a, a body of believers. You're joining a body, you know, and, uh, and, and I want you to have that experience. You know, I want you to, uh, that's, that's another part of it. You're making commitments, but we're making commitments to you. Both of those things are happening. And so that's why, that's why we do it the way we do it. And, uh, and so I love that story because you pointed mm-hmm. it out that that was a that was one of the beautiful parts of it is that that there was a, there was this there were all these people around that were celebrating with you and that they were they were part of your journey and they were part of your journey even after that you know yeah. which I think is really cool. Um, another part of baptism that I love is discipleship. Yeah, right. You come out of that water and you have a story. Yes. And you know Jesus, and the people that might not know Jesus see that, right? And you want to tell everybody, yeah. You are excited, and it's it's go time. Yeah, we're right. disciples now. Like yeah. we we come out of that water, and we're new, mm-hmm. and we're fresh, and we're like we know Jesus, we know Him. Yeah, this is your baptism. Is this is the first time that you proclaim the gospel as a Christian? Mm-hmm. If we're if we're doing it, you know, the the way that that it was intended, the first time you're publicly declaring. The good news of the of the love of Christ is when mm-hmm. you're when you're buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in a newness of life. It's this it's this uh picture, this metaphor for everybody there. This is what Jesus has done for me, and it's what he wants to do for you. Exactly. And so uh so I love that because when when you when, when you get baptized and you're publicly declaring this. That's supposed to be how we live our lives going forward is uh, is declaring our lives are supposed to be a declaration of God's love for us and God's love for the people around us. Man, that's good stuff. I love that. So, okay, so you were baptized, uh, saved, baptized at nine. So, uh, so, so you know, obviously faith is a, a process. It's a journey, right? And we uh, and there are times whenever whenever we're just really on the mountaintop with our faith, times where we're really in the valley with our faith. Um, talk about some times in your life where you really felt like you were growing the most, like when God was really stretching you or you were learning stuff. Uh, what did that look like for you? Um, well, definitely that semester at Wayland, my first semester at Wayland, I, yeah. that stretched me a lot. And it, when I say it challenged me, it challenged me. Like, right. But when I look back on it, it's when I grew the most as well. Uh-huh. Um, so when you <laughs> when you go into a theology class, and especially um, um, one that I grew up Pentecostal, this is a Baptist college, right? Yeah. Um, so there were differences. There were very there were there were differences, yeah. but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, yeah. But I struggled, yeah. and when I tell you, I kind of struggled because there were new ideas coming up, and I was like. Is that what I believe? Right, right. Um, do I believe this? And when I I actually talked about this a couple of Sundays ago in our class, but like I'm a very um gung ho person. Like uh-huh. I could debate with the wall if you want me to. <laughs> um I can I know what I know and I have faith in what I know. Sure. And I I'm pretty determined in that. Yeah. And um so walking into that religion class, having differences yeah i wanted to argue it right i'm like i don't agree with that Mm -hmm. sorry yes right (laughs) and um but dr rogers challenged me in that um he and when i say this it's different um ways of interpreting i would say not really beliefs right we we believe the same thing yeah it's how to interpret the bible Mm -hmm. um that i was 
that was a lot of difference because I took the Bible very literally. Right. And maybe it's not literal all the time. And sure. it took me a long time. It took me that whole semester to realize that. And it challenged me the whole semester. But when I came out of there, I read the Bible a lot differently. A lot different. I read it. I read it to where it spoke to my soul. Right. Not just like, this is what happened and this is done. Yes, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a lot of people who... Uh, Cause I had a similar experience in college too, right? You know, cause I, you know, I grew up in a, you know, a little Baptist church and I, and, and the other thing that about teenagers is that we think, we think we know everything yes. when we're that And I was age. 16 so, at the time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you were even a lot younger than everybody, but, but, but there's, a, we just feel like we know it and we feel like we know it all. And we feel like we're going to walk into these religion classes and the, the professors are just going to, it's going to be like Jesus when he was 12 and he was in the temple and all of the religious leaders were sitting around going, Oh, this is amazing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that, that's what I imagined when I, when I walked into college, that's what it was going to be like. And, uh, and and so I had I, I was stretched and pulled you know too in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, um, but that your what you just said is one of the biggest ways it it had never occurred to me that the Bible that there's all different that the there's all these different kinds of literature in the Bible right there's there's poetry there's parables. Uh, prophecy there are parables there are there are. Uh, you know, accounts, you know, even though it's not history in the sense that we do history now, right? There are, there are, there, there, there are accounts of things that happen. There are uh, sermons, you know, we're, we're in the, on the, in the deep dive, we're doing a reading plan uh, right now. That's, that is on the book of Hebrews. A lot of scholars think that Hebrews was is actually a sermon, you know, that was delivered maybe to, uh, maybe to a group of priests, uh, who, who Levitical priests who have become Christians, and so, uh, so anyway, so there's all these different kinds of literature in the in the Bible, and you have to read different literature different ways. You know, I had never thought about the fact that, you know, I don't read a book of poetry the same way I read my history textbook. You know, mm-hmm. and I never thought about that uh, about that there needed to be different approaches to how I read different literature in the Bible. Because I, even though I did that intuitively in every other phase of my life, you know, I didn't yeah. apply that same thing to the Bible. So that was really meaningful for me too. So I'm yeah. glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. So it stretched you because these are some different ideas, some ideas that you haven't heard before, and it kind of changed the way you interacted with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for you, the way that you, the way that it, it kind of, it was, it, it unlocked some doors of understanding or or depth of understanding that you hadn't really had before of scripture. Would you say that's a fair? Oh, definitely. Um, and when I'm thinking about when I'm thinking back on my, um, faith story, right. I have always loved, um, reading my Bible and Uh dissecting it. Right. Like I, um, have dissected the whole Bible before, before I even went to college. I loved it. Like I love reading. I love words. Mm Mm-hmm. It's something that speaks to me. And right. so, but when I went to college, I thought I knew the Bible. I didn't know the Bible at all. Right. Yeah. I was reading the Bible like I was reading a textbook and yes. was able to dissect it in a textbook sense. But yeah. after I went to college and, and did that and like experienced it more than just knowing it right. was life changing for me. And I was able to experience it in a whole new way like really it really spoke to me and yeah so that was one of the ways that I definitely grew um 
when I when I got married to Tanner, I definitely grew in my faith a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because part of our story is that we're military, we're a military family. Yeah. And so um, Tanner got deployed right off the bat when we got married. He was deployed for a year. Wow. Um, that was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I took that time to really focus on my myself mm-hmm. um, because I was like, he's going to be gone and I need to be a good wife. Right. And I need to prepare myself for him coming back because there was a lot of unknowns. Um, we didn't know what he was going to do over there. We didn't know he was what he was going to see right. um, or how he was going to come back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I had to put my faith in God. Yeah. I couldn't put my faith in the military keeping him safe. Yes. I couldn't right. put my faith in anything but God. Mm-hmm. And so when I had my hard days, like I would just really, really try to lean on God. Right. And he was my comforter. Right. Like really. Um, and then I have a lot of fears um, with like being at home alone because our house got broken into when I was little. So that was <laughs> right. a, like a little bit of trauma. Yeah, right. Um, or a lot of trauma. I've struggled with it my whole life. But, yeah. Um, when I lived alone, when Tanner was deployed, it was really hard for me because of that. Like I feared every single night. And one night I was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm it is time that I rely on God for this and we're not going to be scared anymore. Yeah. We're not going to live like this. We're not going to toss and turn all night. Right. We're going to pray through this and we're going to get through it. And I did. And when I relied on God in that season of our lives, um, my relationship with him grew stronger. Like he became this comforter for me and I allowed him to be, and I read this book and it was called Captivated by John Uh, and Stacey Eldridge. Yeah, that's a great book. No, it's not John. It's just Stacey. Stacey, Yeah. That's rare though for them. But (laughs) anyways, man, that book, I read that when he was deployed, it, it really helped me, um, to know how God views me and how God wants to have a relationship with me. Right. Um, it's just a really beautiful book. Yeah. 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 I recommend all women read that book, man. And men, honestly, but yeah, it's It's a great book. It It is. And, and, uh, she does just, uh, uh, well, I love that the, the basic premise of the book is that, um, is like awe and reverence of God and like living in a posture of just awe for who God is, you know, Mm -hmm. and allowing your heart to just be captivated by the glory of, of God, you know? So I don't know, like, Maybe I had never, maybe I hadn't really approached God, my relationship with God that way. And so I guess more, or maybe I, the way that she talks about it, because uh, I, I understood awe and reverence of God, but then intimacy with God to be like two different things. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know what, what that was about. Maybe it's something, you know, messed up in my, you know, <laughs> upbringing or whatever. But, but I didn't know, that, I didn't think you could be close to someone <clears throat> that you had this awe and reverence for. Like, I, I thought those were mutually exclusive. Yeah. So she does a great job in the book talking about both of those things as the, you know, the, as two sides of the same coin, yeah. you know, and that that's what's beautiful about our relationship with God, you know? Yes. So anyway. One of my favorite things in that book is um, God kisses. Uh-huh. Do you remember that in the book? No, I don't remember um, that. <laughs> that's one of the things that stuck out to me so much is she referred to, like, um, the miracles that she's seen in her life, the sure. God's kisses. Yeah. And when we're talking about intim- intimacy and God, you don't really want to think about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're yeah. like, no, that's, a, that's, that's pretty. Cl- that's a, just a little bit close for yeah. me, you know. <laughs> but seriously, um, when we look around at our lives and we're thinking about the beauty that we see, 
what about those little things that God just sends in your life? Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, I actually talked about this this Sunday in class, but um, one of my favorite things are those little yellow wildflowers on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's always been one of my favorite things. I was like, I don't know why this is something that I just adore. Like, I just yeah. love those. I read that book. I was like, those are God's kisses to me. Every yeah. time I drive down the road and I see those, it lights up my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes my soul feel happy. And every time I see them now, I'm like, there's God kissing me because he knows he loves, like, I love this. And yeah. he's placing this for me. Yeah. And, like, different things like that. Not everything is going to be like that. It's Ooh, not sure. to be, like, overanalyzed or anything like that. But when I when I thought about what God puts in my life that, he knows that I love it's yeah. those wildflowers on the side of the road that don't really mean anything to anybody else. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's recognizing good. that in your life is really interesting and really brings you closer to God. Yeah. Because every time you think of those flowers, you think of God. Yeah, I, th- that kind of stuff. You know, <clears throat> I'll think I think about sometimes whenever Amy and I might have prayed about something or asked the Lord for something, and then. And then God God answers that prayer, but he doesn't just answer the prayer. Like, he does it in, in all of these, like, really strangely specific ways that we might not have even thought about. But but there, it's clear it's clear that he's saying, no, I, this is me, and I'm doing this because I love you. Yes. You know, and yeah. sometimes we miss things. Like, there's another book that, since you brought that up, but uh, it's called A Thousand Gifts. I just read that. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. But it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's Ann Voskamp is the one who wrote it. And we're, listen, we're going to put uh, links to both of these books in the description of this episode so that you can click on them and go to them. But, but uh, one of these, all, all it really is is a story of this woman who, who um, decides that she just, she just needs to learn to be more grateful. So she commits to start writing down every day things that she's experienced that she's grateful for. And it's like what you talked about. She didn't call them God kisses at mm-hmm. all, I don't think. But but uh, but it's similar in that you know that she's surrounded by all these things that that she should be grateful for, but she just wasn't noticing. She was just kind of blowing through her life and not yeah. paying attention to it, and sometimes even focusing on the heartbreak and the hurt in her life and the grief, and not on all these ways that God is. It, you know, have blessed her. So it, yeah. that book was kind of life changing for it me was, too. I cried so many times during yeah. that. Book. And you act, you're the you're the one that recommended that book to me yeah. oh, a while good. back. Yeah. And yeah. so I, it was on my list. And Taylor uh-huh. got it for me for Mother's Day. Oh, sweet. And she's a she is a mother of oh, seven. Yeah, yeah. I um, don't even know. I lost yeah. count. And yeah. so her view on motherhood made me. It made me want. Like, it made me crave that. Yeah. Like oh my gosh. Maybe the dishes in the sink do mean something yeah, to me, you yes, know? Yeah. Maybe they're not just a waste of time. Right, right, right. There's something more um, because the people I love are here yes. with me experiencing it. And the way I view my home and motherhood mm-hmm. and cherishing every bit, I admired her. Yeah. I, I really did. I was like, I want to be that way. She has, a, she has a book that's out now, and I haven't read it yet. Amy has read it, though. But it's, it's just come out in the last couple of years. But... <laughs> It's another, it's another really great one because she, in that book, she talks about actually her marriage Mm -hmm. and she talks about it like with a whole lot of like just honesty, you know, and talks about struggles that she is experiencing that they have experienced in their marriage. And, and, uh, and it's another really, you know, one of the things that's great about Ann Voskamp is that she just, she just 
she not only knows one way to write. Like she's mm-hmm. she's definitely a poet. She's definitely you know very artistic. So the language that she uses that draws is real figurative. Me in. Yeah, I, yes. I knew it was your kind of book. Yes, but uh, but uh, but the other thing about her is that she doesn't. She's not trying to like. She doesn't know because she's a poet. She doesn't. She's not really interested in or able. I don't know to tell a story from someone else's perspective. Like the only thing that she knows how to do, and she says this, she, uh, I was to a podcast with her one time, that the, the, the act of writing for her was, was crawling up onto the altar and just laying herself uh, bare before the Lord and asking him to use her, and, and, and also, but also before, uh, before her readers, that it was this really intimate act. It was this really making herself vulnerable to everybody and just letting everybody in to... Uh, to the joy and the pain and the darkness and the suffering, like all of it, you yeah. know, uh, that's the only way she knows how to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyway, so I think it, it's really good. I'll try to find that and I'll put it in there too, yeah. uh, in the description of the episode, uh, cause our folks need to read that. But, um, but that's awesome, you know, that for you, you know, learning to be, uh, learning to see the hand of God at work all around you all the time was a kind of a life-changing oh, thing yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even now, um, I read that. I read, it's been two years since Tanner was deployed. Yeah, yeah. And so I read that book then. Uh-huh. Um, still, it just gets to me. Yeah, right. Um, I recognize God a lot more in my life mm-hmm. since then. Um, but, yeah, um, I even... Even now, um, this year has been weird for us. It's yeah. been an interesting and challenging year. Um, but um, when I think about like what we've been through, this group that you asked us to be a part of, the Well, uh-huh. um, I still can't believe we were the ones asked. But man, I can't like I, I would. I just love that group. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Um, a, it really is a neat group of people oh in our gosh. church. Yes. And not everybody knows that we, you know, <laughs> that we have this this amazing group of young families in our church. It's really cool. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, that first week, I stepped out of the room. I just had chills on my arms. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't even know what happened. We just felt like family. Mm. We, and and to, let, let me, I want to tell everybody, too, like, the first week that y'all started this, too, like we were running around trying to find extra chairs for you guys because there was more yes. people than there were chairs in your room. So what yeah. a blessing. I, know, oh my goodness. I, I All week long, I just had to pause and praise God. Right. Yeah. I was like, I all week long, I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, praise the Lord. Like, right. That's the problem we want. We want more chairs in our room. Yeah, yeah. And we actually had to get rid of our tables. And yes, we we all miss our tables. But man, what a blessing it would be to have more families. That's right. Yeah. And um, that group is amazing. Like, yeah. Usually, when you start a group, it's like awkward. No one wants to talk. Right. No one wants to jump right in. Uh-huh. These are a group of people that will jump into anything you ask them. Yeah. That's rare yes that is something that my mind is absolutely i cannot wrap my head around yeah what the work that god has done there it's a miracle um and i if you seriously if you have been thinking about coming to our group try it because i'm telling you these group of people are a blessing to us and like 
um, Annie and Jackson Abney lead the group with us. Uh-huh. And like you said earlier, I don't know if you, I'd call you leaders, but you're more like a facilitators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's exactly how I say it because let's be honest, nobody knows everything about marriage oh, and gosh. we're the, we're the youngest marriage group. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, that's interesting too. And I really don't think when I'm 60, I'm going to know everything about marriage right. and I don't want to. Yeah. Right. Um, but I really do feel like we're learning with this group. We're mm-hmm. learning about what it means to us to have a healthy marriage and yeah. grow in that. And I even told him, I was like, I don't ever want to come across like we know everything. Sure. I don't ever want to do that. And I even said, call me out. Like if I'm saying, well, I know this, I know this. I No, I don't. Yeah. Just call me out. <laughs> I want to learn from you. Yeah. I want to be open-minded yeah. to anything that you want to say and like Annie and Jackson have that same right. mindset. mindset. They're yeah. wonderful. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Annie and Jackson are a blessing to our lives too. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that we know them. Yeah. There's so. a, there, that group of folks too. There's some, they're just some really, uh, like gifted, capable, yes. uh, servant hearted people in there, you know? And Can it, I just say we have four couples that this is their second Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They just started coming to our church. Yeah. Yes. We have four couples. Yeah. That's awesome. That's And they just jump in. I know. I love that. And they just talk and talk. And I'm like, I love this because when you jump into a church, when you put yourself out there, mm-hmm. your reward, you will reap a, an insane reward. Like right. you, me and Tanner jumped into this Wednesday group, the Laverty group, which yes. is also, uh-huh. wow, an amazing group I know, they're a great group of people. We jumped into that right when we started coming to this church. It changed us. It cha- Like, we have family there. Yes. Yeah. It's a community like none other. Yeah. Um, I really do feel like we live life with these people a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um, and we don't even live in shallow water. If you don't know that about us. We yeah. live in Littlefield. <laughs> So actually, you're not going to be my neighbor, probably not, if you're listening to this podcast. Well, I mean, in this part of Texas, Littlefield is our neighbors. Yeah, we yeah. don't have any houses for sale around us. <laughs> Anyways, but for real, we drive 30 minutes, and uh-huh. this is our family. Like, this yeah. is our community. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's yeah. completely worth it. That's and awesome. we've just seen wonderful things here. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, Tori, man, I, I really appreciate you sharing all that stuff with us. So uh, is there... Uh, what talk about it, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, talk about is there anything that God's teaching you right now? You've shared a little bit about some mm-hmm. of the things that you feel like God's doing in your life right now. Um, anything, uh, you know, or anything else, any, any other, you know, story that you want? Oh, you know what? I wanted, I did want to circle back to one thing. So, so Sila was she, she was born after, after Tanner got back. Yes. Okay. Cause I was just, it's I, been more than two years since he's been deployed. I well, was thinking that it's been more like three. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, it's I was just, while. I was wondering like, gosh, were you single mom in it whenever? No. Cause that would, oh, no. that, that's a whole other level of, <laughs> of, of, how do I figure that out? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. No, I didn't. So. Um, but actually my cousin's wife did and I admired her. <laughs> I yeah. was like, girl, you're it's hard. Yeah, and, man. Uh, but no, we didn't. But um, there have been times where Tanner's had to leave for a long time, and I feel like I'm a single mom. So yeah, yeah. Because he's hard. still in the in the guard. Is yes. that right? Yeah. So yeah, he leaves once a month, and uh, a, a whole month through the, the through the year, like yeah. once every year, uh-huh. twice every year, depends. But he's getting out in February, so we're excited about okay. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so I want to tell you about something that happened in our lives this Do it. year. Do it. 
Um, so one day I got a call uh-huh. and it was a call um, asking if, okay, we had a family member that had a little girl that was going to be put in foster care. Yeah, I remember this. Okay, so, um, and we got that call. It was really distant family, weird connections, and um, they were asking us if we'd be interested. Mm-hmm. And in, in fostering yes, her. Yes, in fostering yeah. her. And we didn't, we, so I called Tanner. I didn't know what he would say. And I tell him, and he immediately says yes. Mm. Which, if you know Tanner's heart, if you know Tanner, you're, uh, I mean, he's just, just a one of a kind. Yeah. Um, And I love that about him. But he immediately said yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. I really feel like God is telling us to do this. And he's like, me too. Like, I feel it in my heart. Yeah. We should do this. So I called back. We're going to do it. Uh-huh. Um, we went through the whole process. Right. Uh, we were so excited. We, we, uh, were, and it is a process to like, oh, it's, yeah. there's a lot of training that you have to, several <clears throat> hours of training that you have to go through. I mean, it's not yes. an easy process. It isn't. Um, but we, we're like, we got our house done for her. Yes. Right. Um, and this was a two year old little girl. Right. So Sela's age. Uh-huh. Um, and she had down syndrome. So it was, yeah. We were, didn't know what it, what to expect. We were learning about her health and everything, and we're getting our house ready. Um, we had, a, I mean, all of her stuff was ready to go. We were waiting for our house inspection, and the day before they called, uh, they were supposed to schedule our home inspection, um, they backed out. Oh. And it really hurt us. It, it was yeah. really hurtful. Um, and not, we know it wasn't necessarily about us. Right. Um, she was five hours away, and so we think that had a lot to do with sure. it. Sure. Um, but it broke our hearts, and we started to realize, like, what was, why did God do that? Like, right. What was the purpose for this? And we struggled through, and uh, we actually went to our counselor. We go to marriage counseling because counseling's for everybody. Yes. Um, Hello. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we go to the we go to the doctor for checkups all the time. Yeah. You know, even when we're healthy, we go to make sure we're still healthy. Like, but we somehow treat counseling differently. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate but, you saying that. Thank you. Yes, yeah. but we went to counseling, and keep in mind, this was the same day that um, Anna reached out to us to lead this. Group. No way. I didn't know that. Yes. And so we were we were really struggling and like it was kind of up and down if we were gonna get her, if we were not gonna get her. Right. So we were really like back and forth and our counselor was like, Why do you think God did that? Mm-hmm. And we sat there for a little bit in silence and I was like, I think he wanted us to, to be obedient. Right. And I was like, Obedience to him and like what would we do? Mm-hmm. Um and when I thought about that, I, I was like, that is, I feel like that's why. And I don't know what will come out of that, um, but there was a purpose for that. And it still is a little bit hard to talk about because we sure. were just so ready. We were so excited to meet her, right. to like for Sela to mm-hmm. meet her. And we didn't know how long she was going to be with us. But man, it was just like a time of, yeah. I felt God so much in that. And just really, really beautiful time, but it was also a really hard time. Really hard, so, yeah. Yeah, but that's something that happened this year um, that was really interesting um, that I just love. But yeah, yeah so I, I, so I think probably because I've had some times like this in my life where I felt really strongly the Lord was telling me to do something, and then I went and did it, and then and 
you know, for for whatever reason, like it was just not at all what I expected. Like, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes even like felt like a really awful situation. And here I was doing this thing that I felt, I'm like, God, you told me to do this and I'm being obedient to you, but this is where I'm ending up. Like, what is the deal? You know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to hear from you like, because I'm sure that there were those moments like, wait a minute, you know, you told, you told me to do this. We were obedient to you. And now to get the rug pulled out from under us like this, it feels, that feels hurtful, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, so like what, um, what did y'all do? How did you navigate those feelings? You know what I mean? What did God reveal to you as you were kind of processing those feelings and thinking through all those things? I think God revealed to us a lot of ways that we weren't being obedient. Okay. Um, that, Maybe we weren't we were supposed to be doing this all along, or maybe maybe it was that we need to be aware of situations that he wants us in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helped us get closer. Um, like let's evaluate what we need to do to get closer to build on this, you know? Yeah. And um it's so crazy because a little girl that we never met is made an impact on us yeah, so much. Yeah, profound impact. Yeah. yeah, and um we learned that like through the emotions even though it's hard we're going to get to where we want to be. Yeah. Um and I was actually talking to Roxanne about this yeah. and what's crazy is like I had made a comment to Roxanne before this even happened right. about something like this and she's like, "You know, I think God will work through that." And I was like, yeah, I think so too. After this happened, I was like, Roxanne, I got to tell you what happened. Right. <laughs> this is crazy. And she said that she said something about her son telling her that he went to a Tim, Tim Tebow thing. Yeah. And Tim Tebow said that you want to arrive in heaven exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and she told me that and then my heart skipped a beat. I was like, whoa. Right. How true and how, and I want to do that. I yeah. just want to, I want to be in heaven and out of breath. Like, I yeah. made it. I did everything I possibly could to serve you. And I, mm. I'm here. And this is where I, this is the goal right. the whole time, you know? Yeah. I, I, I kind of had a similar experience to you, like where, where, you know, I was obedient and then I felt like everything, all the wheels just fell off. Yeah. And, I, and I went and I went to the Lord. I was like, Lord, I don't understand what's going on here. You know, uh, I was even maybe a little angry. Mm-hmm. So, which is okay for, you know, we're going to feel that way sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to express that to the Lord. But but uh, I was maybe even a little angry. And and so the Lord, you know, he said a couple of things. Showed me a couple of things. You know, the first thing he says, look, you're blaming me. You're saying that I I did a bunch of stuff and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we do have an enemy who's out there in the world who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, yeah. right? And sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes that's at work, you know, in your life. And, but, and, but somehow, you know, I attributed it to God and I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, yeah. uh, so that was the one thing, but the other thing he said is what you said, which is I had to take a long look at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. because, because, you know, here I was talking about being obedient to God and whatever it is that he wanted from me, I wanted to receive from his hand what he wanted to give me. Right. But then when I didn't get what I thought I was going to get, then I was mad. Yeah. And the Lord was like, do you see, do you see how, do you see how this, adi- this way that you're feeling right now is actually indicative of the fact that you're not really yielded to me in the way yeah. that you need to be yielded to me? That That's, hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That hurts bad. <laughs> but I needed to learn that yeah. lesson. And we so, all do, honestly. Yeah. 
Um, but let me tell you another thing that blew my mind yeah, when we did yeah. this. Um, I was really hesitant to tell anyone. Okay. And we knew yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Um, and one, and then it came closer to time. We're about to get our home inspection. Right. And I made a registry on Amazon. I was like, you know what? My parents are probably going to be the only ones that even right. see the registry. But yeah. I had the thought, I was like, I'm going to send it in our church group me because these are yeah. people that care about us. Uh-huh. And then I sent it and everybody was so supportive of us. And I just had a moment where I was like, you know what? A year ago, I wouldn't have had anybody to, sh- yes, to, do to even share with. it with. Yeah. Yes. And like, that's, a, that's something that I think God showed us a lot of too. It's like, these are people that care about us and want to help and we're so proud of us and right, so right, um, right. willing to help. When it fell through, I was sad. Like I was like, well, now what am I going to do? I got to return all this stuff. I'm, uh, <clears throat> and that hurt too because yes. I got to figure out how every, to return all this stuff. And to every people. time you did it, you were, it was a reminder that this yeah. thing that you were really hoping for didn't work out. Yeah. You know? And then it's also like, well, I just burned it, burdened all these people. Right. Yeah. And now it's not even happening. And so yeah. that was really, really hard to work through for me. And then it also showed me that like, why like why am i viewing others like i'm a burden to them right why yes. am i reading people's minds <laughs> <laughs> and like pretending like i know them yeah 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 that's ridiculous uh-huh. and um it just showed me that and actually this is this is a perfect moment for me uh, yeah yeah there I, you go Bring I, it. I i write devotionals and i'm i love to write and love words so this reminds me of this devotional I brought with me today because I was like, I really hope there's a moment where I could read this, but <laughs> Do I don't it. know. Yeah. So um, I relate to, to art and God a lot. I just can't help it. How am I not supposed to see mountain sunset and little bright blue eyes as art? His brushstrokes are everywhere. I see them when I sit on my porch with a warm cup of coffee as the sun rises to start the day. I see them when I look down and see my husband's hand in mine, just like they were made to be. I see them when I look around at a full church in a small little town and see hands raised in worship to him, and although I may sometimes struggle to see them in me, I know that they are there. Somehow the same God who paints the sky also paints me from the inside. I am his canvas. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Psalm 139.14. And what about when my heart fails to see the artist's brushstrokes in others? The same hand that painted me painted them. Each piece of art is different, but beautiful in its own way. Behold, I am toward God as you are. I, too, was pinched off from a piece of clay. Job 33, 6. We must understand that we are all works in progress. When we stand close to the mess of colors, patterns, and textures, it doesn't look how we pictured. Take a step back, breathe. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. The rhyme or reason for the strokes doesn't have to make sense to those who don't know. The creator is creating. Step back and see. He has made you specifically who you are made to be. Yeah, that's good stuff. Man, I, if that doesn't describe my faith story to right. the tea, I just... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and th- because you, you, you kind of go over a lot of things just in that one brief little... First of all is th- having our eyes open to be able to see the work of artist God all around yeah. us, right? And then second of all, and this is probably way more difficult, to be able to see that work in us, mm-hmm. right? That to see ourselves as scripture uh, describes us as God's masterpiece, right? But we, it's so hard for us to see ourselves yeah. that way, you know? 
And, and then also to acknowledge, you know, his work and his hand in the lives of other people, even people who, uh, even people who disagree with this, even people yeah. who, are, even people who are, you know, their lives are totally off the rails. You know, they still are, bear the image of God in some way, and, and there's still some way that His love wants to to impact and reach them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's that's good. It uh, it kind of covers all of the all the bases for yeah, us there. Well, you know? I, it, like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, well, I just talked about this. I just talked about this and this and this. And that's right. all what's in here. Right, right. And yeah, when I think about my life, um, and when I think about how much art means to me. Sure, right. Going back to like what I studied. And uh-huh. It's something that I always fall back on. Yeah. Um, I'm always drawn to it in some right. sort of way. And it never really truly leaves my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a song that we sing uh, in worship, and it's my favorite worship song right now, but it's Canvas and Clay. Yes. I love that song <laughs> so much. And I think, you know, part of the reason why I love it is is um, it was the song. I didn't. I had never heard the song. My daughter played it for me. But, uh, but the song relates really specifically to some stuff that our family has kind of journeyed through and worked through, you know. And... Uh, and and I, I I get how difficult it is sometimes to it, sometimes it's an act of will and an act of faith to trust God that I am the canvas and I'm the clay and that yeah. that He's actually doing something that's worthy in me. Like I don't sometimes that's the hardest thing for me to wrestle with and grapple with. You know, I love that line when I doubt it, Lord remind me I'm wonderfully made. And yeah. I think for me that that line just resonates with me so because there's been tons of moments where I doubt it and. And uh, and and I need that reminder all the time from from the Lord. So uh, Me too. anyway, man, that's good stuff. Tori, thank you so much for for sitting down and sharing some of this with us. And I, it's so great to have you and Tanner in our in our church. We're so grateful. Uh, I, I don't know. What would we have to do to get Tanner on a podcast? Like how? a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Tanner, he is one He's... of the quietest people <laughs> ever, which is shocking that he's married to me yeah yeah but you guys balance each other out well that's yeah, yeah. but let me he's like a soft spirit mm-hmm. and oh my goodness how we need more of those no doubt yeah. because he's like a pillow for uh, me and right. my spirit because when i am like like going crazy yeah right. he's there to cushion me a lot yeah 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 and yeah if you don't know tanner say hi to tanner because he's like refreshing to to yeah. my soul, I think he's refreshing to a lot of people because this world is loud. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's a he is a like a really he's a really deeply sincere person to a genuine person. Like yeah. I don't know, there's no pre- pretense with Tanner. He's not trying to pretend to be anybody else other than exactly. who he is, yep. and which I respect a whole lot. People people like that because for a lot of my life, it's been I was the opposite. I was trying to project an image to people that may or may not have even been real. What was going on inside of me? So I respect that a lot. Me too. Yeah. And uh, and also very servant hearted because you know, oh I mean, he's another one of those people who just as soon as he was coming to the church, he was figuring out well how can I help and how can I serve and. Can so, I tell you one more story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Do I'm it. sorry. I know we're like really crunched on time right now. <laughs> yeah. So he left for like a whole month uh-huh. this this year. Yeah. And I was looking out the kitchen window doing dishes one day and I noticed our neighbor's weeds were like getting super tall. It was nearing this month mark. Uh-huh. And I had a sudden thought that dawned on me. I was like, you know why those weeds are tall? Uh-huh. Because Tanner goes 
and mows them because he knows that this is an elderly man right that can't do it yeah when i tell you i bawled at the kitchen sink i was like oh my goodness what a heart what a servant heart to do that and i was like and how do weeds remind me of my husband like yeah it's just that's beautiful like to be able to do that and like not even talk about it yeah he never said a word never said a word the only way you knew is he was gone for a month and they started exactly. to get really tall and you put it together. Exactly. And that that speaks to yeah. me. Like, yeah. like me, when I do something, my natural thought is to tell. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, look what I just did. And that's so not right. And I know it's not right, but it's just my natural instinct. Yeah, but yeah. Tanner, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He yeah. just wants to do it and yeah, yeah just do it. Yeah. That's it. Just for the sake of, of being of kind. Him. and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's a blessing to have you guys in our church, and I really appreciate you spending time uh, hanging out and, and talking about all this stuff today. And and hopefully, you know, there's some folks out there who, who are listening who, um, you know, maybe, they, maybe they're, they're in a place in their life where, you know, what they felt like the Lord called them to do, they're, they're kind of in the middle of this place where they're really questioning what in the world just happened? You know, I didn't, how did I get here? You know, uh, when I was trying to be obedient, you know, and so hopefully some things that, that, uh, Tori's been able to share with you, been an encouragement to you. And, uh, certainly if there's a way we can pray for you, you'll find in the description of this episode, you'll find a, a link to our prayer request, our church's prayer request line. Look, we take that super seriously. We pray for all those prayer requests. So you can click on that, send us a prayer request. We'll pray for you. Also in the link to this episode, you'll find a link to our church's website. So if you don't have a church home, we've talked a lot about how important community is. And that's been a really central part of your story, Tori. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you were young, your faith really grew and developed and your and you came to faith in Christ because of this community that you were a part of. And, and they celebrated all that with you. And then now here at First Shallow Water, you found that too, you know. And uh, and that's been super meaningful and helped you grow in so many ways. So for those of you who are listening, there's no way for us to become who God has created us to be in isolation. We, we, we were not created to do that. <laughs> we were created to discover who God created us to be in relationship with other people, in community with other people. That's why church matters, right? That's Jump why. in. Yeah, come on. Don't, and, and don't, just, don't just start coming, but start plug in. Find a, yeah. find a, a grow group. Find a serve team to get involved in. Like, like really get plugged in and involved because the reward, the blessing on the other side of that is worth, is worth it. You know, so, all right. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Next week, we'll be back with another amazing, fascinating, interesting guest that I know you're going to want to meet. But until then, um, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around.